Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. We are so glad you're with us. We are feeling all the fall vibes here in Texas where we are recording. And even this morning, I prayed for sweater weather. You prayed specifically? Tell me what that looks like. Lord, give me sweater weather. (laughs) Are you serious? Listen, people, I am ready to wear the sweaters. And I can't because I'm going to sweat like crazy if I do. I know, but who prays that to God? Honestly, you guys, Rebecca is the most fun person to pray with because she talks to God like she talks to any of us. Like the rest of us feel a little bit like, or not, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I feel like, you know, I censor some things. Like, like especially I'm like, God doesn't care about me wanting to wear a sweater. So like, I don't say that to him. <laughs> I pray about everything. I pray about my monthly cycle. I pray about sweater weather. I pray about red lights. I just pray. It's so good. And like sometimes, I mean, we'll be praying like you'll say like a joke to God in the prayer. And I'm like. Because God is the author of funny. uh, Fantastic. He loves it. Yes. Whenever I hear sweater weather, I just think of that. There's an SNL skit. There is. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Maybe we should try and do that. Re- Yes, Do it. maybe we should be the SNL sweater weather girls. Would love. I think okay. that would be way fun. Y'all watch. It may be, it may come. We'll see. So we're trying to make this. We were, we had an idea to make a reel about how to wear flannels in the yes. fall. Yes, sis. So I'm over here like trying to scoop out ideas on TikTok and reels and stuff, and it's all these like. 20-year-old girls, and all the ways that they're wearing flannels show their midsection every stinking time. They're you know, tying it up real high or they're tucking it under their bra. And I'm like, this is not the inspo I need. Where is mom? There is TikTok? some trend right now where people tuck their shirts under their bra. Oh, all the time. They're, they're what, doing it all the where time. Where did that come from? I don't know, but 100% these girls have not had multiple children. And why would a flannel feel comfortable tucked under your bra? That's okay, like a thick fabric. That's the other thing. It would be weird. Yeah. But then there's this trend where like you like crisscross the bottoms of the flannel Okay. So it looks like a, like a crisscross shirt on your, and then I'm also like, I just like, that's a bunch of fabric. That's a lot of fabric. That's a lot of fabric. And a flannel. I mean, somebody needs to go in Joanne's and walk down the fabric aisle and feel all the fabrics. Flannel is not what you choose for that. No. No, it's called keep me warm flannel. Thank you. Yes. I already have enough going on where the jeans zip. I don't need to add extra fabric. This is why our moms need our real because they need real moms with real bodies to show how they wear yes. flannels. Well, it will be a laugh riot if we can pull it off. So Greg getting ready this morning sat out this bomber jacket to wear with jeans. Yeah. And I was like, babe, it's going to be 90 this afternoon. You cannot be wearing a bomber jacket. Yeah. But he likes to look good. And I was like, look, you're going to look crazy is what you're going to look. So put a t-shirt on and wait till next week. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it'll be cold enough for the bomber jacket. But I feel it. What is that? Because I've been like eyeing the sweaters in my closet too. Like, I miss you. I long to wear you. What? What is that? We are friends with our sweaters and we're ready to reunite. <laughs> we are. We're ready to reunite. Bring it on. I'm ready. Okay. So the other thing that I personally want to die besides summer uh-huh. is the mosquitoes. 
I'm done. I'm done with being bit when I go on my back porch. Yeah. So here's the deal. I'm allergic to these little buggers. And when they bite me, they swell up and I itch like crazy and it puts me in a bad mood. I know you get it bad. And I have a one my one of my kiddos, Caroline, is highly sensitive to mosquitoes too. Yeah. I'm done with them. I want them to die a slow, painful death. Die. Yeah, it should be done. I think we're ready. So I need a freeze. Okay. I oh, need a freeze to kill the mosquitoes. Okay, so and we're asking out the big things of the big man. It's a big God. Creator God. Yes. Let's go. Yes. So we're in a series right now called Help, and we are tackling issues that moms need help with. And today we're going to talk about something that's a little vulnerable. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Well, I know what it is because we brainstormed <laughs> about this. I, I think it's so good that you're talking about this because when we brainstormed with our content team about what moms need to talk about, this is what came up over and over and over. I honestly think it's something every woman struggles with. Yeah. And I, I think it's no matter your age. <laughs> For I don't sure. know if the infants in the cribs are struggling with this. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the rest of us are. And so we are talking about help. I feel left out. Yeah. Do you ever feel left out? I do feel left out sometimes. You know, I happen to be a little bit of an introvert. So for the most part, I'm like, I, I want to be left I'm out. I'm happy to be left <laughs> out. You know, um, I I want to be invited, but then I also want to be like, oh, no, I can't. You know, I guess that's. <laughs> you want them to invite you so you can say no. Yes. But if I don't get invited at all, I'm like, you know, there have been times where I'm like, oh, I thought I was part of that friend group. Like, why am I not in that Instagram picture? You know, like. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to is all these dang social media pictures where we're like, why am I not in that? Yeah. I just want everyone listening to know that we all feel this. Yeah. Every woman has that feeling of being left out. I think every one of us, when we go somewhere by ourselves, and you're like driving in the car, you're like pepping yourself up. Like, I can do this. I can walk in there by myself. It's yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And even when you park, you're like scanning the parking lot for someone you know. Yeah. And then when you walk in the room, you're scanning the room for someone you know. I typically text people in advance. Are you going to be there? Oh, okay. Meet me in the you lobby. You get ahead of that. Okay. Yeah. No, girl, I just show up. There are sometimes at church I have to sit by myself because, you know, the kids will be out of town or serving. Jeremy's serving. Do and you so, feel weird when you sit by yourself? Yeah, it does feel weird because I feel like, I know this is like the stupidest thing, but I feel like people are like, what's wrong with her that nobody wants to sit with her? You know? Listen, when I sit by myself, I kind of like it because then when I do praise and worship, I can, like, put my hands straight out yeah. by my side and I'm yeah. not, like, hitting anybody. That's true. That's so funny. And that's the thing. I think there are things that we think other people are thinking what you just said. Oh, yeah. Like, those people are thinking, oh, poor her. That people are actually not thinking those things. No. And, you know, I think, like, we with someone else, I'm usually filling in the gap, like, I don't know, they they probably chose to come alone or they're good. They're, you know, they probably usually come with people, but they're not here or they're going to come sit by them later. So I remember when we did our very Kate's first writing a whole story. Oh, I listen for this, this mind. It's crazy up in here. Just high five them and be like, good for you. So our very first Gather Moms event, um, one of my good friends came and she had a new baby um, who was like six weeks old or whatever. And she came by herself. She lives um further outside of the Metroplex. So she came by herself, and and she loved the event and everything. But she said to me after, she said, you know, Kate, nobody approached me and said, hey, come sit with us. Um, or, hey, are you here by yourself? I, you know, there was just not a welcoming sense about it. And that broke my heart. And she's a big girl, so she was fine. But she just gave that feedback. And so I was so thankful for that because then in every subsequent event, we have had a section with women with big signs that say, come alone, sit with me. 
because we wanted to be intentional about that because we know it feels bad when you come alone or like you had planned to come with friends and then they start dropping out, their kids are sick, right? And you show up to the event and you're like, oh, I don't know anybody here. Yes, yes. And we know what that feels like. Yeah. So. Well, and everybody's coming out of a different um, phase. I mean, we had COVID. We all kind of went back in our homes. I feel like friendships shifted there because you did lose touch with people. They for sure did. And then some people maybe you grew closer to. I think we have a lot of people moving. Yeah. I mean, we've got so many new people in our neighborhood. Uh-huh. There are tons of transplants. And, of course, those people are coming in having left probably a group of friends or trying to find a new one. You might even be entering a new season of motherhood. I think when you jump from a different school, like my kid starts a new school. So true. It's like you have to find new friends because yes. you're in a new place. Even sports, when your kid stops playing something or starts playing something, that's a whole new group of mamas. For sure. And what you're bringing up is your friends usually kind of have to coincide with something else you're already doing. We just don't have enough margin in general to like go out and be having those friendships on the side. Like for the most part, if I'm going to see my friends more than once a month, you know, and that's like, okay, we're going to make intentionality, go have a girl's dinner. For the most part, I am seeing those friends because our kids are doing something together or we're already at the same place together. Yeah. Motherhood is kind of that thing where you're at the mercy of the stage of your kids and who you're seeing on a regular basis. Yeah. But I think for some of our mamas, um, if you have moved to a new area or maybe you've just like not wanted friends and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I I think I want friends. Uh Uh-huh. What do we do? And so I think there's some things that mamas think that are not true. And I want us to go ahead and call those out right now so that you can tell yourself the next time you think it, I'm, this is not true. One of them is everyone has a group, but me, Mm. we kind of like put ourselves in the hole and we're like, Oh, it's just me. Yeah. It's not you. No, it's not you. And you know, we all feel that way at some point or another. You're not the only one that doesn't have a close group of friends. Um, And we can tell you that for sure, because we talk to moms, we spend time with moms, we go to moms groups, we ask them what they're struggling with. And this is what they're saying over and over that they feel like everyone else has a crew and they don't. Exactly. I think another thing we think is, well, people are purposefully not inviting me. Like, no, nobody is sitting by their phone going, I am not texting her. Yeah. No, they're not doing that. I mean, honestly, we need to give grace to each other because sometimes we just forget. I mean, bless our hearts. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I would say that. And and just as much as you possibly can, that you would just fill in the, in the gap with grace, um, that no one is intentionally trying to hurt your feelings or leave you out. I mean, there may be the rare occasion where some girl's, you know, upset with you or something, but maybe you don't want to be in that friendship anyway. That's right. But um, for the most part, people aren't being malicious. There must be something wrong with me because I can't find a group. Mm. And I feel like that's just a lie straight from Satan. It is. There's nothing wrong with you. You are a creature of God. He has created you in his image. You're a mom because he purposed for you to be a mom. You are busy raising a family and trying to take care of all the things. And there is nothing wrong with you that somebody does not want to be your friend and love on you. Yeah. You just have to keep looking. Yeah, because none of us are perfect, you know. And I think, you know, you get that maybe I'm too, somebody might say to themselves, my life is too messy or I'm too complicated or my personality is too this or that. Um, And I would just say in that moment, you know, the, the prayer from Psalm 139 is so beautiful where it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and see if there is any um, anxious way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so that you would sit before God and say, is there anything? 
that you need to show me here that that maybe I do need to work on. And otherwise, you just let that stuff go because that's just lies, you it know. Is. And we all, how boring would it be if we were all just cleaned up and perfect in our relationships? I don't want a friend like that. No. I need somebody dirty because my house is dirty. Yeah. So make me feel good. Uh-huh. I think the other time we other thing we think is that we have to have a best friend in order to be happy. Mm. And that, I don't know if that comes from like little girl world where it's like you needed a best friend growing up, but... I mean, I've had friendships come and go. Yeah. I've had friends that I haven't seen in 10 years, and then I see them again, and it's super fun. Yeah. I have friends that I get really close to because, like, our kids are practicing four nights a week together. Yeah. And then the season change, and that friendship changes. So I don't think that this term best friend is exactly right. Yeah, and that's weird. I think that's something that we need to let go of, that that you don't have to have a best friend and whatever that means, you know. I, I don't know. Well, and then don't you feel sometimes weird if you – call somebody a best friend because then in my mind I'm like what if the girl next door is like why aren't you calling me best friend am I a best friend too can I be your bestest best friend yeah and does she think I'm her best friend like I think she's my best friend but does she think I'm her best friend <laughs> listen that's where Hallmark needs to help us out like yeah. just stop putting it in a Hallmark card okay just say you're my friend and I love you yeah that's all we need so several things to consider as we're thinking about this idea of feeling left out is we need to think about our own personal story Because I do think the way your friendships went growing up play a big part of how your adult friendships are. Yeah. If you struggle to make friends growing up, I think you automatically go into adult friendships thinking, oh, it's going to be hard just like it was. Yeah. I think if you had an easy time making friends, and maybe you had a lot of friends, like friends in all the groups, then as an adult, you kind of feel like, okay, well, I got to be friends with all the different groups. Mm. But guess what? You don't have enough time to do that. So tell me, what what was your what were your friend relationships like when you were growing up? I think I had um, a few friends, close friends that were in my extracurricular. So I was in band, uh-huh. and that's who I hung out with because we were together all the time. Yeah, I mean, we practiced. Right. We were in school. We went to games. So those were my good good friends. But then I also had church friends yeah. because I went to church on the weekends and those friends were not in band. Yeah. And so I had, you know, different groups. And sometimes when you have a birthday party and you're meshing the two uh-huh. groups, it's hard uh-huh. because they don't know each other. And, you know, it's still like that as an adult. I feel like I have friends in different groups. And so when you think about celebrating, sometimes you're like, I want everybody to come, but yes. they don't know each other. How's yeah. that going to go? That's so funny because I feel like that would be what I would say too, you know, that I had friends in different groups and a variety of friends and, and my friendships honestly kind of look a lot like they do now, you know, that as a kid, they, there were times when even in like a circle, let's say we have like 10 girlfriends, there'd be times where I was closer to two or three. And then the next year I'm closer to the other two. And then the next year, it just kind of depended how our lives are overlapping and there were times that people got their feelings hurt because they felt like they weren't invited or why was I now close to this girl and not the other girl? I just, I don't know. It just seemed to be like the ebb and flow of things. And that's the thing. I think sometimes we need to lay down the way life used to be, maybe as you were growing up, and ask God for a new story. Yeah. Like, God, write me a new friendship story. And that can be hard if you had, like, one bestie, you know, as you were growing up and you guys were, like, in it together within everything and, you know, Maybe even through high school and college, and then she moved to Nebraska, and you're in Washington. I don't know. Are those far from each other? Yeah, those are far from each other. And, <laughs> and you know, now you're you're trying to figure that out, and you kind of like to have one ride or die. I think that can be 
that can be a tricky thing to find um, as an adult. It can. So everybody's got a story of how friendships impacted them growing up and kind of what they're bringing into their adult friendships. I think all of us have a season too. So motherhood goes in seasons. And I think you may try to take one season into the next with those friends and it doesn't go. Yeah. You know, when you have littles, you need short play dates and it's only chit chat. You cannot talk about anything deep because you're too busy trying to keep things out of baby's mouths and like keep them from like falling off a chair or something. And you try and it's so I, you know, you have to do it because you want to be able to interact with other moms and stuff. But man, those playground play dates. I leave those exhausted because it's just a lot. It is. It's a lot. Then you have elementary kids, and it's almost like your friend has a new friend at school that they want to have a play date with. So now you're trying to become friends with that friend's mom because you're like, switch numbers. We want to hang out. Let's go do something. But you don't know this mom. Right. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I've been to plenty of awkward, like, play dates or, you know, things like that where I'm trying to hang out with the mom. And we'll even try multiple times. Everybody raise your hand if you've had an awkward play date. Yeah. Hands are up all over the world. Or birthday parties. Yes. Okay. Last weekend, no joke. I paid for Lydia and her friend to go with with Caroline to a birthday party at Urban Air, so I didn't have to go. Like, mentally, in my mind... You sent the older child in with the younger child to, like, be the parent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I did not want to have to sit around there for two hours and make small talk. Yeah. I mean, hearing myself say that sounds really terrible, but... Well, and that's in my notes later. I'm going to tell people they got to go to the birthday (laughs) parties, okay? So y'all just erase what you heard Kate said, okay? Listen, when you have middle school and high school kids, then it becomes this whole navigating friend drama, okay? Because friendships change as your kids change. And sometimes, you know, the friendships that you are, like, forcing your children to have as small children... Uh Uh-huh. They're not friends anymore when they get to middle school and high school. Uh And they're like, wait a second. I want to see that mom. But you don't hang out with them anymore. And now you've got to meet new moms. It's like a whole new drama field. Yes. The other season of motherhood that I think we forget about is our moms that are empty nesters. Yeah. And I think sometimes when your kids go off to school, you think, well, I'm going to have all this time. I can really like hang out with my friends. But I hear from so many moms that they're traveling to see their college Uh kids. Or maybe they took on more work because they're like, well, now I have the time to go back to work. Or maybe they retired and now they're traveling with their spouse. Or they have aging parents that they're taking care of. And that takes up a lot of time. And so, again, you've got this issue where you're trying to find friends in the midst of this. And you're probably seeing pictures on social media that make you feel left out. Yeah. I mean, guys, this is throughout our life that we're Uh going to struggle with this. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I think we really do need to be so gracious toward each other because everybody is going to be in this season at some point where they're feeling all these things. So we could have a strategy, and this is just some interesting things I thought of that might help you and me as we try to think through how do I find friends and how do I find community? Because I think community is also the opportunity for you to be in a room with other people in your same season. Yeah. Y'all might not be best friends, but you can learn from each other and grow. So first thing is to pray. Yes. I mean, just go tell God. Yeah. I feel left out. Uh Uh-huh. I feel lonely. Yeah. I need a friend. I don't know how to find one. And just tell him all those things that are on your heart. He already knows it, and he is the author of friendships. And while you're praying, you can ask him for sweater weather. And ask him for sweater weather. (laughs) If we all pray for sweater weather, I feel like maybe he'll give in. (laughs) No, but that's so good, Becca, because for sure, we, I just, just like we always talk about, we just forget to pray about the things that are on our hearts. And that's a big one. That's a big one. Next thing is a plan. 
So it sounds weird to think about trying to plan out finding friends, but one of the ways that you can do that is to find out what's already going on. What other groups are already happening that you can just walk into? Uh Yes, it's going to be hard that first time when you don't know anybody, but there are mom groups all over. So Uh your church might have a mops or they might have a mom's Bible study that you could go to. For gather, we have gather groups all over. Yep. And we've started these gather groups based on seasons of motherhood. Uh So for instance, I lead a gather group with a friend of mine for moms of teens. Moms of teens need each other desperately. We are seriously struggling. And I'm probably not going to see all these moms every week. But if I could get with them once a week or every other week, it would fill my tank so much just to know that I was not alone. Yes. So find a group that's already out there meeting and just go. Yeah, that's uh, of course, and I think because I think right, we're trying to reinvent the wheel. Like, oh, you know, it's like it's almost like when you were dating or something, or like trying to find your husband. You're like, am I going to meet him at the grocery store? You know, should I go here and try and bump into him? Well, you know, listen, and then a lot of us ended up going to church to find. Okay, well, that's a good place. You know, yes. just already go where all the people are, and for the gather moms, just it's gathermoms.com/groups, and we have a group locator, and you can find moms in your area, and and then if not. Like if you're an extrovert and you want to find friends, start a group, dude. We make it so easy and you can invite moms over and we have the curriculum for you that you just lead these discussions and it's great. That's right. And I think when you look on social media and you feel like you see these moms like traveling together or doing these like fancy nights out. No, no, we don't need that. I don't have time for that. I just need to meet you like after school. Well, yeah, I need to go to coffee with you before I have an appointment. Yeah. I, need, I need to like make it coincide with my schedule because yeah. I'm already spending all the gas to get my kids everywhere. So can we just coordinate what's already happening and just meet there? Fantastic. Yes. Okay. The next thing is prompt. So I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit whispers to us when we're around other moms. Uh-huh. And I think he whispers things like lean in, uh-huh. listen close, she's hurting, If you would just ask the Holy Spirit to say, would you speak to me when I'm in a group and help me see a mom that maybe is feeling lonely and needs a friend? And would you give me the courage to reach out to her? Because you cannot always expect for people to come to you. Sometimes you have to go to them. Yeah. And I think that God wants us to be community to people that need it. And if we would just ask him to prompt us, you might hear the Holy Spirit say, that girl, yeah, walk over there and talk to her. Yeah. Or, you know what? Ask for her number. She needs you to text her later. Yeah. Listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Well, and that's kind of how you and I got connected. I mean, do you feel like God kind of tapped on your shoulder and said, go talk to her? Or Well, and you looked fun, and so I just wanted to <laughs> have a fun friend. But, I mean, truly, you know, I think about, gosh, where would we be, Rebecca? I mean, that was... 15 years ago, 14 years ago, what if you had never had the courage to just come up and say, hey, I'm Rebecca, you know, like, and then you invited me to lunch and we went to lunch, you know? Yes. And we weren't, we weren't great friends right away. Like people need to know that it takes time. It's not going to just like happen overnight. I love the phrase. It takes a long time to grow an old friend. Yes. Yes. It just takes a long time, you know, and I think we all just want to have these immediate deep connections with people and it just, it just takes time. It does. It does. And this is my last one. Pursue. Try and try again. Let's say you try and you fail, or let's say you go to a group and it's not the right fit. Do not 
like think that that's like the Lord from heaven saying you are never meant to have friends. That is not what's happening. You have to keep trying. And it's so easy for us to get discouraged by looking at social media or maybe going to a mom event and feeling like everybody has someone to sit with except me. We can get so discouraged and the enemy takes that discouragement and he just compounds it on each other. And you start to tell yourself the lies that we talked about at the beginning. Nobody wants to be my friend. They're purposely not inviting me. I'm just, there's something wrong with me. Those are lies. You have to keep trying. And it's so interesting as moms, when we're trying to help our kids find friends, this is what I tell them. Keep trying. Yeah. God has a friend out there for you. And if somebody hurts your feelings and it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean that everybody's going to treat you that way. You have to keep pursuing. Well, and I think what I'm hearing you say is, you know, when you talk about the lies and you talk about, I'm feeling this way, no one likes me, it's so introverted, right? We turn the the eyeglasses on ourselves and or the magnifier on ourselves. And it's all about that I'm not enough or I don't have enough and Really, gosh, in so many ways, that's just such a bad way for us to live. So if we can change that magnifier to be about how can I be a blessing to another mom? How can I encourage another mom? And listening to those Holy Spirit prompts and and being a blessing to someone else, you know, um, I have had people that I've am interested in kind of having more relationship with, but I know we're both busy. And so honestly, one of the things that I have done is just I text them and say, Hey, how can I pray for you this week? And it's been a great way for me to kind of serve them and then also know them. Know what what do they need? How can I be praying for them? And then follow up and say, I've been praying about that. How's it going? You know? Um, and I had a friend do that with me just this week. Uh, we're actually in home group together and And she reached out and she said, hey, how's this or that going? You know, and we had talked about that a week ago, but it meant so much to me that she followed up and checked in with me. And so she wasn't sitting around saying, why hasn't Kate texted me or checked on me? No, she took the initiative to turn the magnifying glass the other way and look at it for a chance to serve me. And consider that maybe for a season, that's all you can do is text. Yeah. I mean, you're just too busy to do anything else, but you're still building into that friendship. So when the calendar opens up and you do get to hang out together, it's like you've known each other already for a while. Yeah. You know, scripture has so much to say about what Kate just said and this whole idea that we've got to turn that lens outward. We've got to look to others. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. That takes effort for me to consider how to stir up one another to love and good deeds. Yeah. And it means that I can't necessarily be thinking about myself. I need to be thinking about others. Yeah, because that consider word means think about it, right? Get creative. You have to be strategic. It's not just going to happen just by happenstance. You have to put a little intentionality behind it. Exactly. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And those two words, rivalry or conceit, are so interesting to me Uh because I think women struggle with that. Oh, for sure. I think we have this rivalry thing where we feel like they like her better or they like this better or they don't like me as well. It's not a competition. Yeah. It really isn't. We can like lots of people 
And conceit is that whole idea that it's all about me. Uh Like, I think people should be serving me. I think people should be texting me. I Uh think people should be inviting me. No, think about others. Yeah. Reach out and make the first move. Send the first text. Ask for their number. Set up a coffee date. If it falls through because their kid gets sick, do not take that as a slight on you. Yeah. It's just life. Yeah. Do it again. That's so good. It's so much more freeing to live that way. Because I know that there are times in my life where I get myopic. And it's all about me right? This person's done this to me. This person didn't treat me well enough. They didn't see my accomplishments. And I'm miserable when I live like that. But when by the grace of God, my focus turns on others and I can see opportunities to serve them and love them and look for the good, my goodness, that changes everything. It does. It really does. And this last verse that I love is Proverbs 27, 17. It says, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. And here's what I want to say, and this is kind of a challenge. I think for some of us, we see a mom that maybe feels like she has more together than we are, and we're so intimidated by that that we don't want to be with them because it makes us feel bad about ourselves. I need moms that are a step ahead of me. I need people that have got something figured out that can pour back into me. And if I constantly avoid relationships where I just want to feel better than the other mom, I'm never going to grow. Wow, yeah. So maybe you look for a mom that's a step ahead or has got something figured out and you say, I would love to spend time with you because I want to learn from you. Yeah. I mean, how would that change that friendship? Well, and don't, don't say her no for her. I think in our minds, we already go ahead and say, oh no, she's too busy. She doesn't have time. That's not fair. Give her the opportunity to say no. She might, but you need to give her the opportunity. Don't say no for someone else. You need to go ahead and if you you know, you feel that Holy Spirit prompting and you've been praying about this, go ahead and make the ask. That's right. And we want to help you guys because we know for some of us, you know, if you are an introvert and you're like, "Ah, I don't need any friends. I'm totally happy on my couch (laughs) with my cheese balls and my Netflix. I'm okay. But for some of you, you really want a friend and you want to be a part of a group of moms where you can feel community. We want to help you. And so all week on social, we're going to be interacting with you and asking you questions about what are the things that help you make friends? Give us a sample text. Like, what could I text a mom to ask her to hang out because we want to come alongside you and say listen we're all in this together we have all felt left out at one time or another and we really can rally around each other and help each other yes so check our social this week interact with us and let us know your thoughts and yeah just know mama you're not alone we have all felt left out at one time or another but we don't want to stay stuck in that place there is better god has made us for community and with some intentionality we can find our people Okay, we love you moms. Thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next time. Bye. One easy way you can help another mama is by sharing this podcast with her. If you have laughed, been encouraged, and gotten help here, would you take a moment to share this podcast on your socials? Text the link to a friend and leave a rating and review. Thanks for your help in getting the word out to mamas about this space we've created just for them.